Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast, where a couple of lifelong learners share our thoughts and experiences with art, science, technology, parenting, all those kinds of fun things. You can find us on Twitter as the Art Science Punks. I am Kate Stenzinger, one of your hosts, and I'm joined tonight with my incredible co-host and life partner. Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. <laughs> tonight, we're going to spend some time talking about subscription crates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like our main topic. It is kind of our main topic. Uh-huh. I wasn't sure how else to, um, to dive into that other than to just call it subscription crates. It's a, good, it's a good umbrella. I think so. But of course, before we do that, as has been the tradition here on Art Science Punks, I have a surprise question for you, which I think these are no longer really surprises other than we don't know what the question is. I know. Other than I, I was like, oh, am I going to surprise you with the question? I was sitting here working on one. But oh, yeah. are you? No, yeah. It's fine. Well, it is, it is the week of thanks. It is the week of gratitude. And I know everybody's been putting a lot of kind of time and energy into that. So it's kind of along that, um, that area. But my question for you is, what's your favorite holiday tradition? And it can either be a tradition that you've heard of, one that we do, one that you know, you just know about or one that you'd like to do? What's your favorite holiday tradition? Very open-ended. Hmm. Favorite holiday tradition. That's a good, uh, that's a good one. And the other thing I will say, there's also no caveat on which holiday. It can be any holiday. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, let's see here. What do I, what's my, oh gosh. It is it is tough to nail down a, tr- a tradition because it really it takes uh, there I don't know I suppose there are things that I do um I can oh, let's see favorite I don't know it's really that that's a good one and it's a stumper on a couple ways sure because um, opening up the possibilities of different holidays besides the ones near the end of the year the you know the yeah Kwanzaa Hanukkah. You know, Xmas, Christmas, solstice, solstice Yule, etc. Boxing Day. Boxing, yeah. Uh, oh gosh, I enjoy. Um, hmm. I I I like seeing people when they're a bit more, a bit more joyful and a bit more more relaxed than your normal situation. Sure. That's. I think. I I can't say that that's a tradition. Like, um, other than I, I feel like that's something that I do tend to get to experience annually during the, the different holidays. During the, the holidays, because um, there is some kind of amped up, um, celebratory thing going on, and and that just leads to a lot of good 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 you know energy and interactions yeah so i I like that a lot what about you i have like a long list i love holidays and i love all the holidays so i could think you know when i was thinking of the question i was actually thinking of several different answers but i Hmm. think where i landed is a newer tradition that we have sure um and that is uh family new year's so we, um, Oh yeah, that's okay. Family New Year's. So we hosted last year, a New Year's Eve party that was a little different in nature from the standpoint of, I think how I 
advertised it to our friends was, um, you know, the ball's going to drop at our house at like eight o'clock mm-hmm. or eight thirty, And if you were real hardcore, you could get home, have a sitter come over and still get out in time <laughs> to do your own thing, you know, for our friends that have, have kids. So that was kind of how, you know, how I build that is you could have both parties. And I really enjoyed that. And I'm looking forward to, to doing that again this year and just having, I don't think it'll be as early, you know, as the kids get older, I think we can kind of push the, the, the new year's time down, but the kids loved it because they got to kind of partake in the holiday. We did goal planning with everyone. We had, um, little coloring sheets that talked about, um, the things that you're excited for in the year, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it was, maybe it was a little bit more re- reflection. I think it was both. It had some reflection, like what's your favorite book? That? What's your favorite color? What's your yeah. favorite movie? But then what are things you want to get better at? What are things you are excited to do? And so there was some goal setting in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought that was nice to bring that because we do that. Our family, I mean, you and I have done that for, well, for as long as we've been together, we spend a lot of time, you know, new year's, New Year's Eve, actually just doing goal planning for the year ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to kind of bring that into uh, a party, that's one of my favorite traditions. Mm. I, that's, that's a pretty fantastic pick because I, 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 would, I would say I, I kind of dodged your question. With, <laughs> with, I mean, that's a thing I, I enjoy ex- experiencing. And, and um, I mean, traditions like, uh, like decorating and yeah. uh, making, making gifts and... Oh, that's another um, good one. We do a lot of making gifts. That's fun. There's, uh, there, there are a, are a lot of things, and actually, the, just the act of continually trying to um, evolve and, and improve how we approach the holidays, because I mean, because it, for both for us and for the, the the little ones, yeah. And it's like, well, what are we trying to, what are we trying to teach, and what are we trying to experience? And it just, we, we keep evolving it. So that's one of the little puzzles for me too with, you know, the, the traditions. Is yeah. Some of them aren't that old. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Like the one I picked was very new. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a, that's a, that's a pretty good surprise. Um, I do think though, I like your answer and I think it's a, it's a good point that, you know, we do go to some holiday events and you do get a, a little bit different flavor of people. Um, where there is, I think, um, and I don't know, maybe it's just the season, and um, but there's more joy. There's more, um, I think, I don't know if it's like guard let down because I don't feel like people are like pouring out their innermost secrets, but their mm. their guard is down from the standpoint of people are more interactive, at least in the, I think, some of the events that we go to. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I, I it, Due to whatever reason, just the context, it's it's like yeah, and I think it for us, or and I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth, but it drives I think more connection, mm. and more, um, you know, where I kind of leave feeling like these are great people that I care a lot about, and and even though we don't get to spend as much time with some of these people throughout the year as maybe we'd like to, because you know, face it, everybody's got a lot going on, yeah. um, and I'm a homebody. I'm the first to admit that I like to I like to be at home making stuff. Um, it's just always, I'm always left with, uh, I really care about these people and, and this mm-hmm. is, this has been a great, uh, experience. Hmm. And okay. So, all right. I won't beg on my answer that hard. <laughs> good. Good. Cause I agree <laughs> and, with it. Uh, yeah. And I do want to mention that. So the whole, 
I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, woe, woe to you if you hate gold planning and get invited <laughs> to our house. On, I guess you know what, I guess you know the deal. Um, and it, it, it can get really a bad rap. Just, I just, uh, I want a quick pause on oh, sure. a little bit of the, you know, the, some of the things I've encountered through podcasts I listen to and whatnot of how essentially the uh, New Year's resolutions is oh yeah yawn oh no let's let's you know that that's just broken promises waiting to happen it's all bad um i I, you know i think it really depends on what you carry with you and how you go to how, how you go about it how do you frame it if you're framing it like a giant wish you throw at your life that is completely out of context for where you're at and how you're where you're going um it's more like a a you know like a lottery ticket or sure. you know, wishing into, you know, throw a penny in a pond and, you know, make a wish. Um, I don't even think that's that bad. If you're sort of just connecting with, there's a new intention I have. It's kind of wild and out there. Um, and I, I just have it and I want to express it. I, how, why is how could that be bad? You know, Robert, I thinking what I'm thinking right now is we really should do, cause I agree with what you're saying and we really should do a podcast maybe closer to the end of the year on our goal planning and yeah. our goal setting and so, how we do it with each other and how we do it with the kids. Yeah, cause you're yeah. right. It, it's way more about just setting an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I'm thinking through several of the things that we kind of do and work through. Um, mm-hmm. and instead of rattling it off now, I kind of want to, Oh, right on. Yeah. That's, that's, Awesome. So I guess I like what that. I'm doing is yes, I'm I'm saying we've got a lot of thoughts and feelings on it, and that yeah. might be uh, worth sharing to you know hear others' reactions, and maybe there would be useful nuggets in there for others. Yeah, I think well. that'd be really great. And I do agree with what you're saying. We don't set New Year's resolutions. Um, yeah, I mean that's right. it's just not how we approach it. That's the easy secret to it is um, try to just set goals instead of resolutions and intentions. What's your intention for yourself? Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. very cool. Well, let's jump into tonight's topic. Okay. So yeah, these crates, what what do you mean? Milk crates. Milk crates. Yes. That milk is delivered in. Sure. I was, I was imagining crates like the milkman video game, right? The milk, uh, milk person, right? Milk person. (laughs) No, uh, let's see. So, (laughs) <laughs> you can subscribe to these things that show there are tons house. of crates out there right now. Right. So you can do a food crate. You can do, I saw one the oh other day gosh. that was for juicing. So they'd send you all your fruits and vegetables for, to throw in your juicer. I laughed so hard, Very specific. which is great, but I don't need a crate for that. Um, I need lots of other crates, but not that particular one. Uh, that's um, almost the shirt. I don't need a crate for that. <laughs> Um, but there's, yeah, there's crates for everything right now. Everything from clothing to shoes to uh, workout gear is another big one. Hmm. Um, the other one I've seen recently is um, ladies' undergarments. Hmm. Um, so that's another fun one. Um, and then there's, a, a, there's pet ones, too. You can get a crate for your dog every month. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah. Treats, toys. Huh. Yep. And then... Um, Everything has a crate, evidently. It does. Everything has a crate. Um, There's a lot of, so I sew. I think we've mentioned that before in the Mm -hmm. podcast, but there's sewing crates, plenty of sewing crates out there where they do different fabric and notions and patterns and different things that would come each month. So why is there not a sewing crate showing up at our house? I haven't found one that I'm, I'm just not there yet. I haven't figured out what, uh, which crate. Okay. 
and I have a lot of fabric. So I'm like, oh, I just, I would, as much as I would love to do it. Um, Interesting. So it sounds like maybe there's a process for like doing some crate diligence of like, well, this is what I would like to show up. That's, that's what curated by someone else. Right. So it's taking you out of the picture for some aspects of it. Yeah. Where you're like, I mean, I suppose you don't essentially do writing assignments when you subscribe to a magazine and say, (laughs) yeah, this is what exactly I want to learn next month. Right. Um, much like that, there's these physical objects in some with some kind of theme. Yeah. Okay. So we will talk about tonight the crates that we do subscribe to, yeah. um, also and the ones that we are getting. But um, there's also, I think, um, a whole another world of crates that I didn't mention, which is hmm. video game gaming, um, hmm. computers, technology. Um, and, you know, and I don't I don't like these terms, but I know this is kind of the the vernacular but there's the geek crates and the nerd crates and those kind of things um that has more kind of that technology bend yeah okay yep i've got some thoughts on those (laughs) (laughs) not well on on one in particular yeah that i've experienced um so we've tried a couple of different services and crates um throughout our experiences but tonight the one i want to talk a a bit about is the one that we've done recently for the girls um for our kids and that is um, the the kiwi crate and the koala crate, um, and I'm sure everyone is familiar with these and have seen you know the ads. They're kind of relentless on Facebook and Instagram. You you see a lot of these, uh, but I have to say that's some of the best crate work I think I've seen. I think we are five months into a six month subscription, hmm. and there's been one piece of one crate that I was not happy with. Hmm. And other than that, uh, the experience has really been quite phenomenal in my opinion. Um, and what, what's the name of that crate again? Um, Kiwi crate mm-hmm. and koala Kiwi. crate. All right. And, uh, and they have doodle crate and tinker crate, but we don't receive those yet. Just right. due to the ages of our kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess well, what's what's it like? We get we get one of these crates. Yep, you get we get a box. Which is a actually month. a box. Yep, it's not doesn't come in a milk crate, but we get a box a month, and it's color coded, right? So the you know one of them is for the kiwi crate and one of them is for the koala crate. So the kids know instantly which is theirs, and they dive right in. And there's a very nice um, color brochure with the instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that's one thing I'll say is the instructions are done very well. Um, they're written well. They've got the right amount of diagrams and, and pictures so that you know exactly what you're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. for the Kiwi crate, our seven-year-old can do it, do those crates, I would say 95% on her own. I mean, the only time she needs help is if something is, um, she doesn't have the physical strength to, you know, push something together or, you know, um, that kind of thing. It's interesting. So what are these? So she's, she's doing these things. What are these projects like? Yeah. So I think the Kiwi crate ones that we've seen are most, my opinion, I would call them really engineering based. So we've seen things come, um, um, it's like a pinball thing. Yep. She made a pinball game. She made a, a, a pincher grabber thing. Like a little claw, like a little claw handle. It's meant to be a rope. Like they, they made it sound like a, a claw game. 
like one of the little infinite money. Oh, yeah. Like (laughs) she's a little weak grip whirlbot thing you control with a joystick that's supposed to grab a stuffed animal that will only gently caress part of the stuffed animal Mm -hmm. and will not pick it up and put it in the hopper for you. Correct. (laughs) Those things are the worst. So it wasn't that. So it wasn't that. But it turned out to be more like a a grabber reacher arm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and it works, works way better than the, than that money eating. Yes. Um, she built a stomp rocket. That's Mm -hmm. one of the best stomp. I mean, we've bought many a stomp rocket in our day and it can move. Um, yeah, it really can. And she built all the rockets, built all the rockets that go with it. And the thing I really like about the crates is everything comes, Mm -hmm. everything you need to build it is in the crate. Mm -hmm. You don't need to, I mean, they even included scissors in her very first one. You know, so, you don't have to go get tape and yeah. markers and whatever for whatever kind of crate you're working on. So I would say the Kiwi ones have been really, um, I would say engineering based. Mm-hmm. Now the younger crates, the ones for a younger daughter, the, you know, which is, you know, the crates are made, I think the koala ones are for like two to four year olds, I think is kind of what they're geared towards. Um, and maybe it's three and four year olds now that I say that, okay. but that's, I think, um, there's been some engineering in there, but I think more activity based, um, where she's, um, I remember there was one that was super cool. There was a little tiny tote bag in there and, um, oh, tissue paper uh-huh. and you, and the tissue paper was all cut into small pieces and you got the bag wet and then you stuck the tissue papers to it and set it in a sunny place to dry overnight. And then when you peeled the tissue paper off, it had dyed the bag. Mm. Um, kind of a, not a tie dye, but you know, a, well, yeah, a watercolor mean, design yeah, on the, the bag. The colors transferred. It, it, it leaked. I mean, yeah. essentially stained the bag. Yeah. And it was super cool. Mm-hmm. That was a really uh, a fun one. Super funny. So like those crates sound like complete and enjoyable and... Yep. Like, like approachable. And, and there, they've been activities that we've been able to be sit to sit out along the side, be in a supportive role and also, um, sometimes be at a distance and just sort of be there in, you know, just in case. Absolutely. And watch them engage. Um, and I just, one quick contrast, cause so we, we did subscribe to a, uh, um, plated, right? I mean, that's essentially, right. This is like... That's like my own little kiwi crate, isn't it? Sure. Uh, Edible, you know, eat a crate and, you know, it's food. It's it's essential. Let's see. How do I say this? Because I would love to be sponsored by a crate at some point on this podcast. And I could say jokey things that could make it sound like I I don't like it. (laughs) I would say that there um, there are amazing benefits to someone doing that kind of curation. This is yep. really thoughtful and it there's a um this approachable recipe and in a way it like helped me love like whenever I would prep them sometimes you would prepare the food yep. sometimes I would and I felt like um I'm I'm really clever and skillful and look at me put together a kind of meal that I wouldn't normally experience. Right? We learned some techniques too that we just didn't have mm-hmm. in our repertoire before. Good flavor combinations. Um like I, I like what was it the, the the teriyaki and the oh the uh mm, you make hummus out of it the chickpea chickpeas and stuff oh like that. yeah yeah that was neat and I mean one of a lot of you know many little examples of uh, you know flavor combos and garnishes and whatever but 
but it also has this, you know, hey, these components are here. I hope you have the time to assemble those components. And also, if you have little ones with picky tastes, oh yeah, uh, good luck getting any version of this to work right with their diet. Um, so that th- that's uh, that was the, our puzzle as far as um, very much so. Plated. I, I would enjoy doing that again at some point. We've done it a couple of different times, and it's always been very fun. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, I think a really cool experience. I think our biggest challenge has been that the kids just weren't into the trying the unique flavors and the different foods that that we were getting. Well, and there's there there are um, recipes they provide that are twenty minutes. Which is very much like that fits. I can that, yeah. that works with the whole the after work, feet, you know, get all of us you know fed and sure. move into our we're landing at home phase of the evening, transitioning to the you know whatever homework and you know maybe relax a little and then bed. But like when it's forty five minutes, fifty five minutes, sure, nope, right? <laughs> it was yeah, and that those were challenging. Um, puzzles as far as you know some of those just didn't get made you know yeah and uh and so it's it's a very small percentage but you know it would have to be sunday afternoon and right exactly so they it basically became like this this is not a during the week meal yeah flat out um anyway another example of a crate yeah i'd Um, forgotten about about doing those but you're right that was a hmm. that was a fun experiment as well um Maybe, okay, so I've got something to ask later on after that because I do have another crate too. Yeah, talk. let's talk about the other crate. So, so I have uh, I have much gratitude for you know, being <laughs> the recipient of a thoughtful Father's Day gift of a um, essentially a nerd-based crate. I'm a nerd. I'm great. I'm fine with that. Call me nerd. Call me geek. Um, I know there's small distinctions and there's the, the etymology of those words is different and whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I'm a nerd or a geek or both. And you have things in a crate that I've, you know, maybe I'm a bit focused on other things besides bringing little delightful trinkets into my office and what have you. And this sounds interesting to me with, uh, okay, someone with nerd geek taste is curating a thing that might show up once a month. Yep. Okay. Mm, This sounds interesting. There's usually a t-shirt. Uh-huh. And I was trying to refresh some of the, you know, fun t-shirts that you have. Yeah, I know. I have a tendency to have like strong t-shirt loyalty and I'll stick to one or two and based on their comfort and also what they depict where I'm like, right. yeah, I'm on this team. <laughs> you know? and, and I've got a few podcast ones and, um, you know, different things that I, that I stick to. Um, but, you know, you got to mix it up. Otherwise these shirts get worn out. So, Enter the crate. Enter the crate. So this is, so I've got the arcade block, right? Yep. By, and it's like by nerd block. Yep. So this isn't the other thing. I'm having to look when I crate. say yes. Sorry. Like, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. And, and I would say it's, it's very, it's about 50, 50. Yep. It Let's, has not been as successful as the kids crates. And aspects of what, and so I, I'm honestly, I'm not in the target audience that, that, that is, I think. That's what we've determined, yeah. Uh, so, so there's been a, the, the, a lot of mismatch in, in sort of what they would expect are are um, are the touchstone video games or when they say arcade block, arcades have been on the way out for a long time, right? 
and I'm of the age where I fit. If you're like, hey, there's an arcade block, anything that would be art from the era of right? the arcade, I have golden axe. Like, bring it. I'm right? good. Yep. Street Fighter, Golden Axe. Well, I, yes. Um, fantastically arcade. famous, uh, famous birthday gift from birthdays, you know, a, a few long birthdays ago. ago. <laughs> not long time. ago. It is not like <laughs> super long ago. Is, uh, yeah. You, Kate bought me a uh, Street Fighter 2 uh, arcade cabinet, which is in my office. And that's a pretty awesome thing. And it very much fits my era, right? Right. Honestly, there was a Street Fighter 2 thing. That That's right, you did get one. It, and it was like a sushi dish. Okay. Um, so, I, I, yeah. We don't make a lot of sushi at home. Yeah. No. Well, and it's an interesting thing. Well, here's a sushi. So, well, wait, I'm not going to go into that. I, 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 um, I'm not going to rip on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it was a miss. It was a miss. And um, then, you know, okay, there are occasionally prints or little little prints and, and, and posters and sometimes they are hits or misses. But there's been this over uh, Representation. So let's say the history of video games is somewhere in the range of, what, 60 to 70 years old now. Sure. Somewhere in there. It's far older than I am. But like clearly, you know, if you're Gen X or so, there's much of it that you've lived through. And then um, the, there's a very represented game in there. Is their it Pong? Block. Nope, it's not. Not Pong. Pong. <laughs> exactly. Pong, is, <laughs> Pong was made before I was born, so slightly. <laughs> right. But yeah. Um, no, it's not Pac-Man. It's not, you know, freaking Mega Man or... Um, Mario or anything, anything that you, that's more kind of a cultural staple, at least in our world. Right. I've played it. I've played this game. I was curious about it and I think I'm impressed by it. It's five nights at Freddy's. Dun, dun, dun. Five nights at Freddy's. Chances are, if you like five nights at Freddy's, you will like the, the, the nerd blocks arcade block. Yep. You will. Five nights at Freddy's shows up almost every month. And I'm like, hi, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I'm aware of your existence, and I'm aware that you're a popular game. And then I finally did a web, did a search because I knew we were going to talk about these blocks. I did a search today. Why is Five Nights at Freddy's so popular? Well, sure. And I think I mentioned too the other day. I was in like um, Target, mm. and every other aisle in the toy aisle. I kept seeing, like, it kept popping up. I was almost humorous, like, I'm being haunted by Five Nights at Freddy's. Well, there was well, in tons part because, of displays. Yeah, off mic, I will go off on Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> from time to time because of, uh, not because of lack of respect for the game, but just a lack of fit for my Well, and my even if you loved it, interest. I still would feel haunted by it because it was every time, every corner we came around. It was, um, you know... Yeah. It, and so it was a little like Paw Patrol. There was Paw Patrol and there was Five Nights at Freddy's. Those are, they're clearly hitting different audiences, I hope. Right. I hope. And, um, uh, but each has its own mystery, mystique about like, oh, that's the hmm. thing. It seems popular. I keep running into it. And, um, okay, so I did my search and uh, I, ju- I, I will admit, all right, so I, I did my, my diligence, um, like when it was initially, um, popping up like in 2014 i got the ios version i was playing in the daytime you know in the summer when the bus when it's light in the morning in you know our northern area of the u.s um 
riding to work on the bus. I'm playing Five Nights at Freddy's, and I jumped. Oh wow! In public, like on oh, the bus, funny. whatever. I mean, it it it's a scare. It's a jump scare game, and it does surprising things. And it and it's essentially themed around like, um, like what if what if Chuck E. Cheese were um, inhabited by, uh, like the robots were possessed and, and they are and, and evil, right? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like I know I've been to a, um, <laughs> I've been to a showbiz, um, showbiz pizza when it was in a state of disrepair. Sure. And the 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 rock of fire explosion was playing Desperado, by the Eagles, and it was weird and creepy. Yeah. I was like I can't eat pizza here because this is too sad. That's funny. And that that ape needs its darn shoulders sewed back on. Ew. So no thanks. But anyway, but you know, out of this is born Five Nights at Freddy's. And, okay, I did my search, whatever. And the Wikipedia page is pretty awesome. I highly recommend reading it. And the gist of it is, I think um, it's a cool creative story, honestly. So, I mean, it's made by this gentleman, Scott Cawthon, right? Sure. That um, he made a game that, I'm, this is my paraphrasing, and I didn't do a ton of research on it, but more or less he made a game that was themed around a, a lumberyard and had a beaver as the main character. And people made fun of it. And said it looked like sort of, you know, like broken animatronic something and, and like it was creepy. And he basically, basically turned that into like inspiration to make a like, uh, okay, I'll make you a creepy game. And, wow. and he did and did a great job, became, you know, widely recognized. As, That's as a, a really cool story because it's also about yeah. taking feedback and critique and applying it. Right. Oh yeah, How that's awesome. really cool. Yeah, I w- mad respect for that guy. Yeah, totally. And it seems like he's um, that did some very generous uh, donation stuff too during uh, the whole kids play raising you know raising funds for um, raising funds for um, research and whatnot surrounding uh, uh, cancer. Nice for, for kids. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, who knows? Right. So who am I to make fun of or be even befuddled by five nights at Freddy's and the, the uh, arcade blocks love of five nights at Freddy's. It's totally not a fit for me, but clearly it, there's a lot of um, interesting depth there. Yeah. And I will say those crates have, have felt more hit or miss. uh, The the month with the whole, uh, there's a USB hub. That's a Sega Genesis. Is pretty sweet. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm down with the USB hub that looks like a Sega Genesis. Anyway. Yeah, there's there is there's been some some really cool stuff in there, and there's been mm-hmm. some head scratchers, if you will. Um, and I think you know, anytime you have somebody curating kind of a whole set like that, um, it can be it can be that way. Yeah, I mean, but that's that in a way that's what you're asking for, right? Yeah, is, is the um, su- surprise me. And surprise doesn't always mean del- I'm delighted. Yep. No, I did. I did a clothing one. Remember, I did a clothing one a while back. Stitch fix. Yep. Stitch fix. Yep. And um, that was kind of it. It was it was hit or miss. It really mm-hmm. was. I mean, there were some great pieces, and then there were some stuff where I was like, "What is this?" Or this just isn't me. This just isn't for me. This just isn't my style. And you know, no matter how many Pinterest boards you pin, and you know all these different things that you would do to kind of get your stylist on the same page as you, you know, for me it wasn't that that didn't work out. 
um, it was a great experiment and it was very exciting to kind of, it was, it was fun. It was fun and Mm -hmm. exciting to have it show up each month, but, um, the ratio of, of kind of yes to no or fit to not fit. That's what does it. Does it? Where eventually you're like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm good now. This was, this was, uh, fun while it lasted, but time to not subscribe anymore Yeah, and, and, uh, try other stuff. Yeah. And I will say back to kind of the one, the, the kid, the Kiwi crate in the koala crate, I, um, I feel like, you know, we're at, you know, 95% positive with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just been really good and the kids get really engaged with it and they get excited for, you know, when it's time to open them up. So what would you say has been the most interesting, uh, like science related experience and then what would be the most interesting art related experience in the crates yeah like all of the crates sure all of them i'm assuming the the most awesome ones will get these (laughs) but (laughs) i'm trying to trying to come up with a science answer for stitch fix and i'm not coming up with one yeah (laughs) i was gonna reach outside the box um no from um a science Oh, the science one, I would say, um, would be the most recent one that we've done uh, or that our eldest did with the Kiwi Crate, and that was on the human body. Mm. Um, She has a life-size map of the human body. She sewed together, (laughs) this is going to sound bad, she sewed together a stomach, Mm -hmm. not a real one, it was felt, and a heart that was also felt and stuffed them um, in a brain, and those fit on this life-sized uh, model of the human body. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some bone different activities that she could do that made, um, there was some glow paper. It made it look like x-rays. And so she was doing checkups and people were having broken bones and she was checking the x-rays. And so I felt like that was a really good science. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a lot of, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good follow-up and whatnot too. And, and actually she made a, a, a stethoscope with yeah, that as well. She and did so make a stethoscope. Was, yeah, taking her different heartbeats and, you know, happy when she found them and concerned when she didn't, <laughs> which is probably <laughs> Which good. is a sign of a good physician. Yeah. Uh, art-wise, I think it'd be a, um, a, a really tough toss-up, in my opinion, between the different, uh, the different experiences. Uh, which ones come to mind? Well, I thought the uh, there was a cool color gel activity, right? Where there was um, with the kiwi crate, right? So you had these colored um, translucent pieces of paper, pieces of uh, plastic. Oh, that was in the koala crate. Koala. That sorry. was in the Oops. little kid one, but yes. Koala. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's funny the naming. I'm like, is a kiwi younger than a koala? I know, right? I don't know. <laughs> and okay. So it was, it was neat color experiment, just experience with color. Um, I really like that too. I think that was a great art one. Yeah. Because you could cover up different, you know, like a book cover with it or, or the different art that, that, um, you know, she colored recently with it or the different gels themselves, you can overlap. And so it's like a, yeah, like a colored, um, transparency, transparency, there you go. Transparency. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, she could cool. put the red one and the blue one on and talk about the purple and mm-hmm. mix the different colors. And I think that also came with watercolors. And mm-hmm. you guys did some watercoloring activities. And that was very cool. She mm-hmm. was really into that. Yeah. So obviously our, our picks would... <laughs> We could stretch it and make something up from the other ones. But no, that's, uh, <laughs> no, but those that's it's right on, and it it's been a great experience. Yeah, very interesting. So I, I actually think that that would be a pretty natural sponsor fit too. We should try to. Yeah, to we them. should call them. All right. All right. Well, fantastic. Anything else that you have tonight? No, this and was subscriptions. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we had a chance to talk about these uh, these subscriptions and whatnot. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Right. Uh, big props to Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, big Even props to that, uh, yeah. the the origin story of Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And 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 also, yet, they, simultaneously, the whole history of video games, lots of other video games. Right. There's more. Yep. There are more out there. So, Nerd Block, if you're listening, there's more out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rob. So, I have been Kate Stenzinger. You can find me on on the Twitter at, at Kate Stenzinger. And I've been Rob Stenzinger, and you can find me on Twitter at Rob Stenzinger. And together we are the Art Science Punks.